The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation, Mike Camping here with Callum. He is one of our amazing, um, I don't know what we call him, ad buyer, ad manager seems so super weak, but he's the guy that gets people, clients for money, I guess, right? Online generally <laughs> with paid advertising. So that's who Callum, well, <laughs> that's how I would describe you, Callum. I think I did a terrible job. How would you describe what you do here? That's what I do. That's what I do. Rather than just getting people leads, I kind of like try and coach people to understand how to get leads themselves, right? So um, not just a necessarily a, a click here, do this, but more getting people to understand marketing principles and how they can advertise in their business. So they can sell anything, not just cleaning services. But in the but in their ad account with them. So there's a difference between here's how to do mm-hmm. this and all right, let's open this ad thing up. Let's look at your ads like at a very granular level. So I share that. You guys don't care if you're not clients, but just so you know, there's a lot of people teach how to get ads. There's it's very different to be like, let's do this together. Let's actually get clients. And um, some of you may have noticed Calm's got an obviously fake English accent. He pretends he's <laughs> in the UK, so he sounds cool and smart. Um, you don't need to do that, Calm. We think you're smart, you know, even if you're from the US, it's okay. I'm still <laughs> keeping up the acts. I've kept it up in the other episodes, so I've got to stick to it now. That's true. Yeah, actually, let's do. All right, this is a complete tangent, but I can't help it. Can you do an American accent? Will you do an American accent for no. us so we can hear what you think we sound like? In my one hundredth episode of the podcast, I'll 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 do an American accent. Okay, work on that because I'm interested <laughs> to hear what Callum thinks we sound like. All right, um, now that we've got the accent thing, we'll do another twenty minutes at the end, but we'll take a quick break, talk about marketing, and we'll come you know back and hit hit accents hard. So the fun thing is we've been kind of doing some done for you stuff with our clients and Calum and I've got to meet with them in one another weekly. And it's brought out some really interesting stuff that I wanted to share with you guys, Clean Nation. So here's what we got. Um, the first part's gonna be a little more me and the second part's gonna be a little more Calum. <clears throat> the part that's me is we obviously help uh, owners residential and commercial. And I've always known, but it's been very clear as we've started doing this, some of the differences. So for y'all, Clean Nation, a lot of you guys feel like the grass is always greener and it generally the residential thinks somehow the commercial is that's why i need more money like i'm stuck if i could just and, and be honest with you clean nation most of the time it's another systematic problem of i don't know how to get clients at all so if i could just have commercial clients that would fix everything or i can't get revenue or i can't there's a typically another problem and instead of dealing with that problem we tell ourselves if i could just get commercial then it'd be great so don't do that the grass is not green on commercial commercial's got some strengths residential's got some strengths but feel free to reach out if you want to have that conversation. But um, let's start with the fact commercial is not just better, right? Rarely do residential or rarely do commercial want to go to residential um, for some reason, but residential often want to go to commercial. That said, one of the big differences that I think people miss between residential and commercial is the sales cycle. And this is just like Callum said, anything you sell, any business you go into, the sales cycle matters. And again, it's not as much which is better and which is worse, there's just strengths and weaknesses. So for residential, the sales cycle is very short. Someone can literally decide they want a cleaner today and have one tomorrow. Callum, you look like you're wanting to say something. No? No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'll, I'll say it afterwards. All good. All right. He had a, he had a look. For those of you that are on YouTube with us, he had a look like, oh, I just got something. I didn't want to miss it. But okay. So 
very typical for residential to have an idea and buy within days or weeks, uh, probably closer to days. Um, so, so much so that if you don't get them right away, some, they'll have already scratched that itch. They'll have lost interest or bought somewhere else. So really important short sales cycle we get on. Um, therefore, a pretty quick offer. Hey, man, you want cleaning? I got cleaning. Let's talk. Work can work really well on paid advertising for residential, for commercial. Oh, and the bad, you know, the flip side of that is an average monthly client for a residential should be somewhere between three and 500 bucks a month. So that's that. Commercial, the likelihood they're going to have a pain today, go online and solve it tomorrow is much lower. It's possible, but it's rare. The likelihood they're going to go online and futz around and maybe opt into some stuff and kind of get some information and then get more frustrated and over the next three months change or even six months. Uh, is much higher. So if you're looking for a call to action of, hey man, call me, let's talk, let's get this thing solved. You're going to have a little different experience with commercial. Now, the average thing there could be a thousand to, I mean, we've got clients with 20, 30, $50,000 a month accounts. So it's like, well, yeah, I'd rather have a short sales cycle, but short sales cycle usually means smaller lifetime value. Long sales cycle usually means larger lifetime value, which is better. Just depends on which 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 problems you want to address. So that's kind of the foundation I wanted to lay. And then I'll let Callum A come. Now I'm excited of his idea he had because the face was so like, oh, I got something good. And then B, how that specifically manifests when it comes to uh, online marketing. Yeah, no, all I was going to jump in and say is just, I, I tend to use the phrase purchase intention, which I think is a good way to kind of summarize what the the prospect or the potential client is feeling, right? So in the same way that you described between residential and commercial, how many times do people look at the home and think, oh, this problem needs solving? Well, if you come back to your home every day, it's at least once a day, right? Whereas if you're running a business and you're on the commercial side of things and you've got a million other things that you're doing in your business, it might only be, you know, once a week that you're frustrated with your existing cleaning company or, you know, the problem is is probably larger and it comes with a higher price tag and higher value, as you as you said. But the chances of people experiencing the pain, you know, daily is is far limited. So when it comes to creating the content, and this is a lot of the different discussions I'm having with the residential and commercial clients at the moment, is if you're residential, it's an always on approach of, you know, the purchase intention could be a three-day cycle. It could be one day, someone doesn't care much, but 48 hours later, they're ready. Let's get it solved. They've got a spare hour in their day. Whereas with commercial, it's looking at how can you position your business as the best provider in the area for a longer period of time. So when the person's purchase intention does reach the height of like, okay, today's the day I'm solving it, or, you know, I've got an empty calendar today, so I'm going to go online and find the right provider. Have they seen you a couple of times and had those touch points as we've discussed in previous episodes uh, of this podcast and seen your brand name, seen your credibility? So, you know, when it comes to it, um, you're the, the provider that they actually go to, which is easier said than done, right? Because it's difficult to measure how many times somebody has seen you, if they're aware of who you are and what the purchase intention of that, of that person is. But there's a few things that we can do with the offering that we give to try and guide both residential and commercial prospects down the, the path we want to take them, um, which starts with the initial offer, which Mike, we've been working with our commercial clients recently to try and figure out what that offer could be. Um, starting off with our, you know, call it a dream goal, if you will, get them to pick up the phone or book a call on their calendar and just come straight to us and say, hey, I've got this problem that needs solving. This is how much I'm paying and, you know, fantastic, done. But if you can't catch them, you know, with that high intention, then what can we give them and sort of what little pieces of the pie can we feed them to, you know, keep them coming back to us so eventually we can get the full deal. So what we're using right now with some clients is like a, a downloadable resource. So, you know, click here to unlock this bit of knowledge or download this 
um, sort of freebie, if you will. That's what I'd call it that we can give you. Um, so they get some value and they see what the, the, the company is about, but when they're ready to come back, we hope that it kind of, it, it reciprocates itself. Would you, would you agree with that, Mike? Yeah, of course. And I would flush it out by saying, I think one of the big mistakes we make globally as owners of cleaning companies and marketing is we try and do too much in one thing. So we write an yeah. ad and we're like, we're the best cleaning company. We've got a bunch of years of experience and better business bureau and our mom's like us. We've got five star. It's too much. All the ads job is getting to click it and look at the landing page. And then on the landing page, we try and oversell that. And all that is to get them to book an appointment. So we try and do two or three and, and, or we'll send an email to somebody and we'll try and like close the sale, right? That we're trying to do way too much in a little bit. Global problem. The way I would distill that down to tag onto what you're saying, Callum, is we've got to look at, we always do it through our lens. I want them to give me money now, which you know, people, you know, old saying is people love to buy things they hate to be sold to. So we're trying to get our will and our plan for their lives pushed onto them. We're going to get pushed back. If we try and understand what they're trying to accomplish and come alongside them and help it, help them with that, they're going to go along with that. So we do typically we start because what we want as marketers them to buy now, we start with call now for a free estimate because that's what we want. Or even sign up now, give your credit card online and book it because that's what we want. But that's really not what's best for them in terms of book what? what do, I don't even understand your problem. Just like clean my house. And if all we're selling is a commodity, then I guess you could just have that, right? If it's a pencil or you know a, a book or something where we all kind of agree what it is, then sure, buy now. But if it's some sort of a service and there's a problem that you're trying to solve and there should probably be a conversation. So how that relates to the conversation we're having now is when your customer paying residential is, I want this solved now. You're serving them by going call now for free. Let's book a call. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's take a big step to get this handled next day because that's what they want. You're trying to help them. When it comes to commercial, 95% of your people are not in that spot there. And I'm a little frustrated. I'm trying to get some information I want someone to court me. I, I'd like I'd like to start building a relationship now because I'm probably going to make a decision in the next 30 to 90 days or 30 to 180 days. So if we try and go buy now, which is what all of your competitors are doing, you're trying to impose our wants in, uh, on theirs as opposed to trying to go alongside. So that is why I think, I mean, what you said was perfect. I, just, I wanted to get into the why a little deeper of why instead of going buy now, it would be, here's a PDF on five things to do to really screw up hiring a cleaner. 10 ways your cleaner's walking all over you right now and you may not be aware. Five things to do to make sure when you do switch cleaners, it's as painless as possible. These are all things that are only valued by people who are looking to switch cleaners in the near future. And the goal in that case may be to open a conversation. So for residential, you don't want to open a conversation, try and sell them six months from now because they've already bought and maybe gone through a vendor or two in six months. Commercial, we want to open that conversation because we want to make sure in one, two, three, nine months when they're really ready, we're top of mind because we've built a relationship one to many. Does that make sense? Or I go way too far? <laughs> no, I think and the important thing I think to highlight is if that's the why, the what is the same for both residential and commercial in terms of the principles of how to guide that person into the funnel. I think just because the sales cycle is so much shorter with residential, you can do things at a faster rate. So for example, uh, what I advise with a lot of the, the, the residential clients is if you're going to run, say, three or four Facebook ads at the same time, don't mention the exact same pain point in every single one and speak to the same issue in each one. Because if you imagine in your area that you're serving, your 20 mile radius, whatever it is, 
if that person's going to see more than one ad from you, how can you hit them with a slightly different message each time to then push them to that one offer? So if the offer is, okay, you know, call us and book a call on each ad, absolutely fine. But the content to get them to that needs to differ because each person is going to relate to something slightly different. So what I often advise is, can we not only tackle the problem, so speak to what pain are they going through right now and the solution that we can solve, but then in some of the other ads that they're simultaneously going to see, can we show them what would it be like if the pain was solved, right? Or can we hint towards like um, things that they might not even realize that they're going through? So do you experience this? Have you been like this? Does this sound like you? those kind of elements, because when I'm looking through the metrics with our existing clients and I'm seeing the frequency, which basically means how many times an individual sees some of your ads, that frequency might be two or three. So if you imagine someone seeing a message from your company two or three times, you need to give them something slightly different, a little different carrot in order to lead them uh, into you know the ideal kind of place that you want them, which is similar to what we're saying, albeit on a smaller scale with commercial over that longer sales cycle of three months or six months, which is rather than give them three different ads they're going to see in the same week, it's give them one bit of value, which like might just give examples, 10 reasons why not to do this, don't screw up this, give them that value. So then over the longer period of time, they might have two or three different pieces of value. You're the go-to company that they come to uh, eventually. So I think it's important just to really have a plan with your marketing and not just impose what you think the problem is and what you think you solve and just talk about I and we, and we do this and we'll do this for you and promise X, Y, and Z, and then make the offer your ideal offer of sign here or pay here or, you know, book now instead put yourself in a position of someone that is not 100% ready to buy and think about how you can feed them in drips and drabs to almost up that level to the point where they're, you know, ready to bite your hand off and, and take the offer. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, if it's a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Um, so even though residential commercial are very different in ways the marketing principles are still the same speak to what the issue is and give them some bit of value in everything that you're posting or everything that you're advertising um not just you know trying to solve all their problems in one yeah i've got a couple things to say on that and then we're going to talk about kind of what to expect with advertising and then i think that'll be a that'll be a good episode so you made you made a really good point callum about the concept is the same. The execution is all that differs. So with residential commercial, the concept of understanding where they are and what they want and helping them get there exactly the same because they want slightly different things and slightly different timeframes. The way that we're going to do that is going to change, but the concepts are the same. Um, you also kind of said something in terms of how often I want to make a point, you know, when Callum says you don't want to send, send the same message over and over, like Facebook will happily take your money and show the same ad to someone 27 times, but the likelihood that ad didn't speak to them in the first three but on time 24, it's going to is low, right? So when it comes to how often, whether it's ads or emails or cold calls or direct mail, my definition is as often as you can give value, right? So if it's the same ad over and over, it's probably not giving value because it would have given enough value the first time that it clicked on it. So really important that we understand people are different. 
So there's typically not just one pain point we solve, it's two or three. And not only are people different, Callum's pain point might be different than mine. And we might still be both target customers. So you're going to have to speak to both of our pains. We might switch six months from now. My pain point might've been different and Callum's got a third one. So we've got to make sure we're always adding value and adding value is speaking to different pain points. Like, how about this? How about this? How about that? Until one clicks like, oh my God, that's exactly who I am, where I'm at now. So that was all I had on that. Last thing I wanted to end with, uh, Callum is I think one of the big mistakes people make with paid advertising is bad expectations. They think I'm going to put in a that, you know, and some of this has to do with, you know, knuckleheads on line promising the moon, which is not good advertising in my opinion. Um, I'm just gonna put a thousand bucks in. I'll be rich. Like just Facebook ads, you know, that that's it. It's just, I'll be rich. Right. Um, but the reality is, and you can, we make a ton of money off Facebook guys. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not, they're not good, but we have found, we think we're better at marketing than we are. So we'll put out a message, a funnel, uh, do this, buy that. Here's the offer. Here's the message. And there's a lot of pieces. The ad has to work to the right person. It has to be shown to the right person, it has to take them to an offer that lines up with that ad that makes sense on a landing page. It's clear that it's compelling. They've got to be able to take that action. Once they take that action, there's, it's, it's usually a two or three or four step process. All the steps have to work. So, so many people, like feels like 80% of the people I talk to spend 500 or a thousand bucks over a month or two, not really with the coaching they need. Um, but even if they have the coaching they need, like, I wish I could tell you the people that we do the stuff with and for with Callum, they all make money their first month. This couldn't be further from some do a lot. Don't, you know, the most is probably I make some money, but a negative ROI I put in 500 bucks. I got 300 bucks, you know, it's recurring. So obviously, you know, in a couple of months will be positive, but, um, and I think they wildly discount the value of information. So even if I put a thousand bucks in and I quote unquote got no money, but I learned what ads people will click on. I learned what offers they'll respond to. I learned how to book appointments, even if they haven't shown up yet. I can start narrowing down the eight different pieces of when do they calendar? How do they calendar? What's the offer? What do we say? How does it go? What's the, there, there might be a dozen things that are wrong or need to be fixed. And if I get eight of those fixed out of nine, well, Jiminy Christmas, that might be the best thousand bucks I ever spent, especially if I can get a thing where I put in a thousand bucks a month and I get a thousand or two thousand dollars of recurring clients every month till the end of time with some small tweaks. If that cost me two or three thousand in two or three months of research, in my opinion, money well spent, but people don't have that. I don't even say long view because three months for business is not a long view, but longer than the end of the sentence kind of a view. What has been your experience, Cal? Yeah, you're 100% right in terms of the more data you have, the better. What I would caveat it with is the more data you have, the better if you're willing to take the time and the energy to understand the data. So a lot of times I see people doing one of two things. Either they spend a little bit of money, well, what I would consider a little bit of money, you know, $300, $500 over a month. They won't get any direct sales or they'll get one sale and they'll go, okay, Facebook doesn't work for me, move on. That's option one. Option two is people will go, great. I learned how to set up Facebook ads. They'll set three ads. They'll spend however much money a month, 500 a month, and then they won't come back to it for three or four months. And I'll just presume that the ads are doing something or, you know, go, okay, you know, that doesn't really work well for me. It needs to be a middle ground between being cautious with your spending. So understanding what's the audience size. So if you're living in a, a, a massive city where there's millions of advertisers, obviously your budget's going to need to be higher than if you're in a slightly smaller place. Same with your level of targeting. So understanding what an appropriate budget is, is important but then also understanding the metrics to look out for when you're spending this money. So rather than just looking at what we'd call the results column of how many sales did I get? How many booked calls did I get? What else can you look at? So what was the click-through rate? Which of my ads or the style of ads drove the most traffic to my website? 
was I getting loads of traffic to the website, but then people were falling off after viewing it for three or four seconds? Or was I getting not a lot of traffic, but hey, people that arrived on my site, a high percentage of them converted, you know? Looking at what the, we call it the behavior flow of the user, all the way from how many times they saw your ads to what they were like or what their, you know, issues were when you got onto the call with them is really important. And the more studies you can have of somebody seeing a certain ad and coming all the way through to a call with you, where you talk about your pain points and hopefully seal a deal, the more of those that you can have, the more informed you are on, you know, what you need to do to get more of those people, right? But that doesn't come for free. You have to be willing to spend the money and to test and learn and test and learn. And, you know, I work with clients that spend, you know, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars a month on advertising. And this is the exact same process, no matter whether you're selling shoes or you're selling cleaning services or, you know, you're selling basketballs. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter to how many people. It's a constant process of testing and learning something. Um, so obviously the craze with TikTok and everything in the last few years has been the exact same thing. It's been what types of videos work. Do these people just like my videos or do they actually buy from my videos? And all marketeers that have been doing it for decades are reproducing this process on a brand new platform. So if it's your first time advertising on Facebook or Google, you've got to go through these motions in, in the exact same way. Um, so in terms of where to start and how to simplify that, it very much is set up you know, simple audiences of the type of person you think buy your services. And if you've got existing clients, just look at who they are, what are their demographics and what type of people are they in terms of ages and genders and things like that. And then putting out a couple of bits of content at a time, monitoring their statistics over 48 hours a week, and then making adjustments accordingly. So you might turn one off, you might keep the text of one and try a different image, you, you know, change a variable at a time uh, and collect as much of that data as you can, I think is, is really important. You have to really fully jump in, immerse yourself, understand what you're doing, uh, or get with someone that does understand what they're doing. Uh, and then, you know, the more you know, the better pretty much. It's as simple as that. So we'll kind of bring this home and close where we opened with um, residential versus commercial. And we kind of covered the offer. Now we'll, we'll cover the data. So in my opinion, and feel free to jump in if you feel differently or have something to add, Callum, the magic of Facebook and Google is user intent. So with Google, it's pretty straightforward. If I'm searching best cleaner in Ottawa, there's probably a good chance I'm looking for a cleaner in Ottawa, right? So the intent is there. Um with Facebook, if I click on an ad that says, you know, save five hours a week for your family without cleaning, well, then there's a pretty, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, enter a raffle for a free TV. I don't really know anything about that person other than they want a free TV. Um, so when it comes to data, the nice thing with the short sales cycle is you can get data faster. So for Facebook, when all the data you have is whoever clicks on this ad saying they want information on uh, getting their house cleaned, it's so little because some of them might be looking for jobs. Some of them might be in a different country. So there's all sorts of things that they could just be bad traffic. So what you really want to show Facebook is once you've done this funnel long enough and you've gotten dozens of clients from this, now you can move what you're telling Facebook to look for from someone that clicks on this type of an ad, the least helpful, or I guess you'd start with demographic, this age, this sex, this financial, this location, that's something, right? Better than nothing to, you know, okay, someone that clicks this ad, what you really want is people that, here, here's 28 people or 100 people, ideally, that all signed up for my clients. That's what we really want. 
So with a short sales cycle, you can get a hundred of those in six months, right? With commercial, it's really hard to get that, right? So, and then same with Google, Google, by the way, you'll have certain search phrases you think are going to do well and they're not. And then you'll have, you'll discover negative search phrases. Like I don't want it if they say job or they say this thing that makes me know, okay, that's not what we're looking for. So the data flow for residential is faster. So money makes it go faster depending on your area, right? And if you're a tiny area, you spend all the money you want, you're not going to get more data. But if you're in a large city, more data equals that or more money equals more data faster. But a shorter sales cycle like residential has also gets you more data faster. Any closing thoughts on that before we call it, Kellen? The only thing I'd say is essentially what you described. We have this little thing called the Facebook pixel that helps us do that exact same, same thing where we give it one optimization event. So we say, hey, find me people that can try and do this or let me know when people do this. And you start with something super top of the funnel, like view to my website. And then as we learn more data and we start perfecting our advertising, we push it down the funnel until eventually we get to, hey, just tell me when someone purchases this or tell me when someone books a call. And we can, you know, there's a tool there that we can use to help inform ourselves on uh, who's doing what and we can see where a bottleneck is in our funnel. So if we were super good at getting people to the website, hey, great, our ads are really good at getting traffic but the pixel might not be firing at, you know, the schedule a call or get a quote page or something like that. In which case we can go, okay, we're not giving enough value or we're not speaking deeply enough to push people past a certain point. Um, so yeah, I, the, the more, you know, essentially is what I would, I would round it up to. Yeah. And the pixel is kind of a technical part of how we do that telling Facebook what to, you know, what to look for. So um, the good news, bad news, good news. Hopefully you've got a much clearer, broader picture of what, Advertising could and should look like and should not look like online, specifically when it comes to commercial residential cleaning. The potential bad news is like, oh my gosh, this is more than I thought. So, which is good, by the way, because if if you think you're doing everything right, you can't get results. I guess you're just done, right? But if you get to the point, you're like, okay, now I'm starting to, like, hopefully this at least, at least got you clarity. Um, the goal is to give you as much value as we can, but one to many in a 20 minute slot, obviously are limitations. If you're like, man, I want to get serious about this. I really want to do this. Go to growmycleaningcompany.com. We have nothing for sale. Um, but there are lots of just like we talk about as opposed to, hey, buy our, you know, sign up for some sort of coaching program. Now we don't do that. There's a lot of here's a bunch more free stuff where you get more value. And then if and when it makes sense, you can reach out. So go to growmycleaningcompany.com. There's 900 podcasts. I would start with the on-demand training. It's completely free. Growmycleaningcompany.com. Check it out now. I'll see you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.